Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Jessica Levinson, professor at Loyola Law School, talking about the Supreme Court's decision to hear the Trump immunity um, assertion. So we'll see what this means moving forward now that the timeline for any criminal proceedings has been moved back a bit as a result of this. And to discuss that with us on the Quiver River Electric guest line, Bloomberg Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr is visiting the show. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Chris. Let's get your initial take. You you saw the ruling yesterday from a lot of what I saw and read. There were a lot of people who know better than I do that were very, very surprised they made this decision. I would say it wasn't so much surprising that the court agreed to take up the case and hear arguments. That was always a possibility because this is such a big issue. It's it's easy to imagine the court thinks we ought to be the ones to decide this. What I think might have been surprising to some folks is the court's timetable. The special counsel, Jack Smith, had urged the court to move very quickly and hear arguments in, in March. Uh, instead, the court said, we're going to hear arguments in the very last argument uh, week of our term in late April. And that is practically uh, uh, potentially very important because if the goal is to, ha- to have a trial of Donald Trump before the November election, uh, the, the clock's really ticking and, and it's uh, increasingly looking hard for that to happen. Yeah, I had heard uh, two angles of this. One, the court is doing Donald Trump a favor, not by treating him specially, but kind of treating him like anybody else with the timeline, no special urgency. And two, because the court agreed to hear the case by granting a writ of certiori and not by granting a stay, technically they're not leaning one way or another in what they think of the merits of the case, whereas if they issued a stay, it would be indicating how they felt about the merits. Well, certainly that last part is true. This does not uh, say anything about what the court thinks about the merits of the issue. And you're right that when you issue a stay, which they did not do, one of the things the court's supposed to look at is how likely is it that we would uh, reverse the lower court decision. Um, This smacks very much of, of a compromise among the justices. It took the court almost two weeks after the briefing was completed to get this out. And it's basically just a scheduling order along with a little bit of kind of reframing of exactly what the court's going to going to consider in the case. So uh, there may not have been a single motivation for, for what happened here. Uh, the court is, is acting on an expedited schedule that is, is, is very clear, but it's also not clear whether uh, this will all be resolved quickly enough for there to actually be a trial before the election. I think from people who are on the left, there is a, a an assumption that this is only happening because uh, former President Trump was able to appoint a third of this court and those people are are doing him a favor. Do you see it that way? 
Well, uh, this order doesn't tell us anything about what individual justices thought. Certainly, it is a more conservative court than before those three Trump appointees were were put on it. Um, You know, ultimately, this case will it's, it's hard to make too much of a judgment about this case until we say a what the court says and b how quickly it does it because everything i said about you know potentially uh preventing a trial from happening this year could change if the court very quickly says no donald trump doesn't have immunity and and they issue that ruling within a few weeks of the of the argument if that happens then we'll be uh, talking about some very different things yeah so again if people are saying trying to look into this from a partisan perspective what would you say, in short, is the conservative view of what the court decided and what would be the more progressive view of what the court decided, not from the judges' perspectives, but from partisans looking at it? So it's easier to say from, from progressives' view because there are indeed a lot of, of uh, complaints and a lot of hand-wringing going on now that the court is Basically, doing Donald Trump's bidding uh, by by slow walking this and and making it so that a trial might not happen. Um, you know, there are an awful lot of conservatives who who think the uh, well views among conservatives, I should say, are are you know are varied. Um, you know, there are, there are plenty of conservatives who think that what Donald Trump did with regard to the January 6th Capitol riot was a crime and that he should be prosecuted for it. And and some of them filed. Uh, briefs at the at the Supreme Court on that, um, and obviously there are folks who who agree with Donald Trump when he says it, that it's a witch hunt, and uh, you know to the extent the court is um, kind of getting in the way of that witch hunt uh, in, in quotes uh, happening before before the election, uh, those folks are happy. Uh, maybe you sort of answered this already in in a different way, but w- why would the Supreme Court take this up when? Did they not want it to go to that appellate court first or the appeals court first and and have them make the decision, which they did, and it was unanimous? It seems like then why why take this up if you send it to them first? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So this is the normal course. Normally, uh, even on a big issue like this, the Supreme Court likes to let the appeals court decide it first. They have the benefit of, of seeing what those judges thought about it. Uh, and that helps the Supreme Court. Uh, what Jack Smith asked the, the special counsel, asked the court to do previously, in other words, uh, skip over the appeals court, is the unusual uh, approach. It's not something the court uh, does in a, in a typical case. And so the big question is, is this case not the typical case? Is there so much urgency to get this resolved one way or another so that trial can go forward if indeed he does not have immunity? Uh, you know, is that, uh, you know, does that, does that describe what's going on here? And, uh, you know, from the Supreme Court's perspective, it's, it's not yet clear whether whether that's the case. It's not yet clear just how quickly they're going to rule. But Signs right now suggest that maybe they don't consider it to be so urgent that that they need to get it resolved in time for an early trial. 
This is just like plainly speaking, when I see this and just knowing how long it could take, you have the decision at the end of April, uh, maybe not coming out until the first week or two of May. Um, and then the timeline for allowing Trump time to prepare for the trial and also knowing that the Department of Justice does not operate criminal cases like this with a nominee during the presidential election. I see this as Trump is either going to win and this January 6th, all of this trial goes away or he loses and maybe it continues. But nothing's going to happen before November. So just on that that point about the Justice Department policy, my understanding is that that's a policy about uh, filing charges of, okay. uh, uh, of getting an indictment, not not going ahead uh, w- with a prosecution. Um, and of course, we never had anything you know like this particular case, so it's kind of hard to to you know go from any particular policy to say what should happen in this case where it is the likely Republican nominee who would be going on, on, on trial. Um, uh, Amy, forgive me, I forgot the, the first half of your question. No, I, I guess like. Is this one of those things where we can assume nothing's going to happen before the election and whether or not this trial is pursued is contingent on Trump winning or losing? I don't know that I would assume that okay. just yet. It's certainly what happened last night makes it a little less likely or perhaps even a lot less likely that the trial will happen before November. It is still open to the Supreme Court to rule very quickly in this case, in a matter of a couple of weeks, which is, uh, I think, in the Nixon tapes case, for example, is one one historical example. They ruled 16 days after after the argument. Um, you know, if the court were to do that, uh, then it becomes far more possible to actually have a trial and verdict before the election. Uh, if we are you know, having a conversation about when is the Supreme Court going to rule in late June, that's a very different story. We know that the polling or the public sentiment on the Supreme Court, their feelings on it, are, are at the lowest they've been in maybe ever. Um, there just isn't a whole lot of confidence in the Supreme Court these days. Does something like this affect it in a negative way, a positive way, or not at all? It's also hard to say on on that point. Um, I I would imagine that folks who are critical of the Supreme Court will be even more critical after this. And again, we do kind of have to wait and see, because if 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 uh, the court comes out with a quick ruling against Trump, everybody will be talking very differently. Um, You know, this is sort of different in kind from, say, the the big abortion decision where folks could could very clearly see the stakes and, and, you know, uh, could quickly come to a conclusion about it. This is more kind of a question about um, is the Supreme Court manipulating its docket to help Donald Trump? And that's obviously a much more nuanced question that that uh, the average person out there might have have, uh, you know, less of a strong opinion on. I heard uh, someone say it's important to uh, a legal analyst say it's important to remember that the Supreme Court decides questions, not cases, and that the Supreme Court is looking at a very narrow question here. And then it's out of their hands and is in the Department of Justice with what happens with Donald Trump. Yeah, that is true. And one thing folks have been doing uh, yesterday and today is parsing exactly what that question that the Supreme Court is going to hear because they um, oftentimes when the court takes up a case, usually kind of the usual course is uh, somebody says, Supreme Court, take this case and here is the question we want you to, to resolve. And the court says, OK, we'll we'll resolve that question. Here, the court needed to basically write the question itself because Donald Trump didn't didn't sort of lay, lay that out for them. And, uh, you know, there's sort of a lot of 
um, scrutinizing of this. And, and one thing people are wondering is, is this uh, a question that might allow for something other than a clear ruling? It might allow for a ruling that says, hey, lower courts, you need to take another look at this and here are the factors you need to consider. Um, that, that would certainly mean we don't get a trial before November, but um, we'll, we'll know a lot more when the court starts, when the court hears arguments in, in late April, because then we'll, we'll really get a sense of what, what's on their minds. This may not be your area of expertise, but one thing that a lot of people seem to be concerned about is whether or not he can pardon himself. If he becomes president, this trial ends up happening, and then he's found guilty as the trial, as he assumes the office. Um, can he do that? Can he pardon himself, or is this still a question to be answered? I think that's still a question to be answered. There's all, to be answered. There's also the question of, of what exactly happens. Certainly, if, if the case hasn't gone to trial, there's a broad understanding that he could order the Justice Department to drop the case. But uh, how that works, if there's already been a conviction in the case, that's also uh, something that might get a little, uh, a little tricky. And just to kind of sum things up, in your opinion, the fact that the Supreme Court is going to hear this case and therefore the court trial is delayed, do you see this, no matter what, as a victory for Trump? It, it, uh, Donald Trump is in better shape on this than he was 24 hours ago, no question about yeah. that. 24 hours ago, there, there certainly seemed like a possibility the Supreme Court would just turn him away and that would mean that Judge Tuckkin could move ahead with trial plans, and then we would would have certainly had a had a trial uh, sometime, you know, starting sometime in the the spring or summer. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.